Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, March 21st, 2011, and it's 10 dozen minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I am Mr. Skullhead, and Jake is on the line. Yes, he is. How's it going, Mr. Skullhead? It's, it's going pretty well. I feel, uh... Are you upset that I called you Mr. Squirrelhead on the Twitter? No, I just figured that uh, new nicknames for me and in my official capacity are just kind of abounding at the moment. Do, right. do, do you know what the deal is with me showing up as Scully in chat? No, it's probably C.D. Meyer fucking with your head. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was talking that over with uh, Vaginal Blood Fart, and he said it would be awesome if you could change somebody's name, but that it would never be visible to that person. Ooh, yeah, I would. He suggested that be a donation item. Oh, man, yeah. Like, you could give us $100 and change somebody else's name to Fart Truck. Yeah. We were thinking Dick Face. Like, what's up, Dick oh. Face? Hey, I thought we were friends. See, I, I think uh, fart, fart Truck is, you know, Dick Face we wouldn't clear. Right. If somebody if somebody put in a custom title that was like, yeah, level 35 Dick Face, we would say, nope, sorry. But if they were like, level 35 Fart Truck, we would say, ha, 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 you're our man, man. Man. So we should have the item, but it can only change people's name to Fart Truck. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that, yeah. That way we don't have to deal with, like, writing a form for people to type things in. Because, I mean, anybody, anybody who's submitting anything worth submitting is going to be submitting Fart Truck. Exactly. How was, uh, how was your weekend, Mr. Scullard? We don't want to go right out of the gate talking about things that are relevant <laughs> to the interests of our listeners. Yeah, let's not get there. Go there, in there. There. That said, our uh, political uh, debate uh, did spawn a forum thread that is still going one week later. Yeah, it's mutated in bizarre ways. Like I, it, I finally quit following it because it seemed to be like furthering the, the like libertarian versus not debate and like yeah. It has it. been it has been remarkably civil. It's, yeah, it's, it's been one of those things that like reminds me why I like our forum so much because even even people who pretty vehemently disagree with one another can can have a rational discourse. Yeah, it's just not a it's not an argument that I'm too into having over and over. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, if people want to have it over and over, they're welcome to and they can they can use our forums for it. Our fora. So what'd you do this weekend, buddy? We had uh, so uh for Thursday night was St. Patty's Day and we ended up uh the Irish band that usually plays out got stoned and forgot to book a gig so we just all went to somebody's house and had like what closely resembled a house party that people in their early 20s might have really so that was kind of fun like lots of people drinking and but then instead of you know like a dj bumping booty shaking beats there was an irish band huh were there a lot of girls there not having sex with me there were like almost a hundred percent of them huh that because that, that's what hip, that's what happens in my experience with how the kind of house parties you have or go to in your early twenties, is that there are girls there that don't have sex with me. Wasn't there that girl who demanded that you have sex with her, and then that was kind of off-putting and strange? Mm-hmm. What? No, I don't think that. I think you're I think you're confusing uh, an experience of mine with a dream that you had. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that on the air. I don't know what you're. I don't actually remember what you're talking about. Oh, the, you walked into a room, and there was a girl naked on the bed, said, fuck me right now, like, I, I need a minute. She said, fuck me right now, or I'll find somebody who will. And you were like, uh, yes, yes, you will. That was I a story you told me back in the day. 
Huh. You'd think I would remember that. No joke. I'm a little concerned. Ooh, wow. You know, you know it kind of rings a bell. Huh. Yeah, I don't think that was a party. I think that was just some, some stranger that showed up at my house. Right. That was back, know, uh, back before Kingdom when you just lied to me on a regular basis. I used to drink a lot. I mean, I still do, but I used to, too. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lift that from, uh, that guy whose name I can't remember. It's okay to steal things from people and not attribute them if you don't remember their names. Exactly. That comedian that died. Yeah. You know, that one. Mitch Hedberg? Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. He's the only comedian who's ever actually died. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lenny Bruce is still alive. Mm -hmm. He's inside all of us. Screaming to get out. Inside every fat person is Lenny Bruce screaming to get out. Uh, yeah. So you, so you went to a house party. You had a fun time. You, uh, I hear, uh, I hear rumors. I hear dark rumors. rumors. I hear rumors that you, uh, that you had an Irish car bomb for the first time. I did. I, I, uh, I had an Irish car bomb and single-handedly pissed off the entire country of England at the same time. So uh, you know. The, the drink is a thing that exists, and I made sure after I had made the initial post and a bunch of Brits had gone, what, what, what? That uh, that's not just what they were calling it to fuck with me or anything. Like, it's a thing that you order at a bar. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, Disco Doris and Pokey took issue with it, and they're rational human beings, so maybe it, it is kind of thoughtless of us to have it. I don't know, if I went to to the UK or if I saw a Facebook post from some UK guy saying oh dude I just totally slammed another 9-11 yeah I don't care that yeah well, I was gonna say I, 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 I was saying you surely would not be offended by that no you know I, I finally remember this story about this girl it was this crazy friend of uh, the pretentious artist crazy ex-girlfriend and it wasn't a party it was just at my house was she I had also tried to a block meth out, head? I had tried to block most of that period of time out of my head. Where those, were dark, those were dark times. Pretentious artist was dating a meth head. And... Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. Nobody knew until later. Because huh. what's that all about? <clears throat> he was just like, damn, this girl's skinny. <laughs> and the blowjobs are great because she doesn't have any teeth. She has so much energy. The uh, Yeah, so we did uh, St. Patty's Day... And then Saturday we had another, they had the pie day party, which was cool. We made a pineapple pie and brought it. So thing like, you know, 20, 30 people each brought. So at least one pie per couple, or some people brought two. So they're like meat pies and fruit pies and fruity meat pies and meaty fruit pies. And it turns out Did anybody out bring a hostess fruit pies? Nobody did. That was a shame. But it, it is true that one pie per say every 1.2 people is a little too much pie yeah i would i would actually uh, i would probably conclude that even one pie for every three people is too many pies yeah and there was at least one pie per two people i mean i could imagine going out for an evening and having say uh, a, a shepherd's pie <laughs> and one slice of fruit pie and then maybe two hours later having another slice of fruit pie. Yeah, that was kind That's of That's like the, my pie for the year. That was the way of things. Uh, and uh, so we do that and then don't eat pie until like the fall when there are fresh apples to make apple pie out of. Mm. I, mean, I tend to be the like, I would rather have 
three slices of different kinds of pie that are the third a third the size of a regular slice, then like settle on one. Yeah. It's hard though. You can't always you can't always get that kind of pot fidelity. Sometimes <laughs> you you try to you try to slice too thin and you just end up with a smear, which is not a pie. No. I mean, at some point, it's not like if you put it in a blender, it's no longer pie, right? It's just right. a sort of a slurry that used to be a pie. It's so pie at some shape. point in cutting up the pie, it stops being a slice of pie. So there is a there is a like minimum size of pie slice. Oh. Yeah, there's there's some there's some indivisible unit of pie below you, which it is no longer pie. Because you got to have a crust and the filling either on top of it or in between two crusts. I mean, some pies don't have a top to them. Yeah, but you got to at least have some kind of filling on top of some kind of crust, or you ain't got a pie. Yeah, are there any pies that don't have a crust at all? Probably. Somebody's about. What to about like them. if you just pour if you have like a bread bowl full of milk and you put it in the freezer? <laughs> then you've made that a, really shitty ice cream, I think. And just like a frozen milk pie. Um, man, I have so many goddamned eggs that I don't even know what to do with them. That is that is the the situation I was hoping that I would one day find myself in. I dared to dream that one day I would have so many goddamn delicious fucking eggs that I would have no idea what I was going to do with all these goddamn delicious fucking eggs. Maybe you should go to your local farmer's market and sell them. I think that's against the law. Oh, okay. I, I was reading something on Metafilter where there were a lot of people. Boy, you know, speaking of which, there are a lot of people upset about... Uh, AT&T buying T-Mobile and I don't understand why exactly. I know, like I feel like you everybody everybody hates some number of cell phone companies. Sure. You know, that is that is somewhere between one and the number of cell phone companies that there are. Mm. I feel like it's one of those things where it's impossible to not have a bad experience with a cell phone company at some point. Sure. You know, because it's just that's just the way it is. Like everybody is either like, you know, the kind of person like us who's like not going to pay attention to the fine print and fuck around and have an extra two hundred dollars on their bill because they sent too many text messages one time or whatever, you know. Yeah. And and they're not going to help you when that happens. You know, you 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 got some caveat emptoring to do, but. Uh, well, the I can understand that having some competition in the cell phone field is kind of a good thing. And T-Mobile is one of the few that has kind of led on being on, uh, like, aggressive pricing. So, mm -hmm. like, one of the reasons we're with T-Mobile is every time our contract goes up, we look at all the other carriers, and T-Mobile's always the cheapest, and their service is fine. So we keep landing on them. So, like, T-Mobile and Sprint are the ones that are lower priced. Then you got AT&T and Verizon. AT&T buys T-Mobile. It's not so that they can continue T-Mobile's habit of being the cheapest at everything, you know? There's no way that my cell phone bill is not going to go up because of that. Right, but by the same token, I mean, if AT&T had been the competitive, cheap cell phone company, it would be somebody else buying them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a shame to go from four companies that are, you know, nationwide, that are providing this kind of a essential thing now to three. Losing a quarter of the competition in the field is not going to help, you know, it's not going to help innovation in producing new cell phones. It's, you know, I, I don't know. 
I think competition is by and large a, a good thing, but it's also something that has to be kind of rigorously enforced by an outside overseer or you just get, you know, eventually there's only one. Yeah, I mean it's hard it's hard in my mind for you to allow a genuinely free market to handle like infrastructure stuff, which it more or less is, right? I mean that yeah. like everything like this tends toward a monopoly just kind of naturally because it's like, well, we have to we have to say lay pipes between every pair of houses in this city. Right. Like we have to connect everyone via these pipes to a central supply of water. Yeah. It makes sense for a single organization to be doing that because coordination is sort of more trouble than it's worth. Right. And I mean, you know, we basically had a landline monopoly until the cable companies got involved in it. But like there's never I don't think I've ever lived anywhere where you had a choice of cable company. Right. And I'm not sure that that's a great thing either yeah but i mean I, I like i feel like it's a natural consequence of trying to provide something that is like fundamental and and sort of like definitionally has to be everywhere you know and the difference i mean it's though, it, it is like the kind the, of thing that arguably should be handled by the government well no, the difference with cell phones but, though is that you don't have to tunnel underground and lay a bunch of pipe right yeah but you have to you have to own property that is near everywhere or you have to make deals with people who own property that is near everywhere. Right. You know? You make deals with churches so that they can turn your uh, cell phone tower into a big cross. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of that going on. Is there really? Yeah, like, <clears throat> that is one of the premier places that phone companies will go because they're like, hey, how would you guys like to have a, you know, 30 foot tall steeple? Sure, you can put a cross on top of it. Huh. A free, so, or how would you like a free giant cross? Right. And you uh, do, you think that, do you think that if there. there was a Church of Satan in a really, really good location in the middle of an area where there were a lot of people with a lot of money that just had miserable cell phone service, and they said, "Well, sure, you can put a you can put a cell phone tower here, but it has to be in a giant upside down cross that's on fire." <laughs> do you think the cell company would be willing to do that? I don't know. I wonder if they would go for the pentagram, either. Do you think you could start a company secular cellular? And your promise to your, your shareholders and your customers is that you would never place a tower in a church? Well, you get immaculate reception when you... Yeah. Ho-ho! <laughs> um, boy, I did just about nothing this weekend, oh, yeah? as it turned out. Yeah. I, uh... Did you um, seems... avoid going out for St. Patty's Day, as you had promised? I did, yeah. We because uh, it was a we did a radio show, right? Yeah, and that was all fucked up. The laptop at the office shot crap, so we had to come here to advice hot dog studios, right. or you know, a hundred ten dozen minutes studios. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then I just I was all grouchy. I got in a super bad mood on Thursday for whatever reason, and uh, yeah, I just stayed home. We went out for a we went out for a uh, corned beef and cabbage lunch that couldn't be beat. Groovy. I don't know about the whole Irish car bomb thing. I mean, I... Uh, you would be the last guy that I would expect to say, yeah, you know, it's a little... Wait, then... Yeah, I mean, I just don't... You know, it, it is weird to me that, like... You know, the the place where we eat all the time after we go rock climbing is owned by an English couple. 
and the, one of their like sort of flagship deals is three dollar Irish car bombs. Right. Um. I mean, is it like I can I can see the argument like if you were living in a certain part of the UK, Irish car bombs were something that you dealt with on a regular basis. That you know, actual people blowing up cars and shit. And if you were more sympathetic toward the empire than to Ireland then you know these guys are terrorists who were and you know either way they were terrorists who were harming innocent people and now you've got a drink that's kind of celebrating that fact I guess but on the other hand it's a drink that's got Guinness and Baileys and Jameson in it so it's three Irish boozes and it's designed to like detonate your head so yeah well I mean and it's anything Anything that involves dropping a thing into another thing and then drinking it is a bomb of some sort, right? Like a Jaeger bomb or a... I mean, okay, so, so like... Or like it, a Boilermaker is the... I know that you probably basically agree with me on a lot of this stuff, but I mean, it, what about a kamikaze? Is that insensitive? I mean, arguably, yes. To a, to a group of people, it totally is. I'm just... It's that weird thing where I to, I definitely think that you should not offend people unless they're being offended at something that's unreasonable and I'm the guy who decides what's unreasonable, right? Right. So, you know, I try not to be a douchebag about stuff, but that strikes me as somewhat oversensitive, for sure. Mm. And I'm sure that there would be some people who would be deeply offended if they went to a foreign country and there was some drink called the 9-11 that involved, like, you know knocking two beers over into a bowl or some shit, you know, whatever. <laughs> I would. I just wouldn't drink that because it seems like a big pain in the ass. <laughs> right? I don't really bartend. <laughs> right, you set up these two shots on the edge of a glass of beer, right? You gotta balance them just right, and then you, you go you set, you set the Akbar, and then you knock the shots in there, and then you drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Boy, you know, England. We certainly do end up with some offensive things coming out of our spring break traditions, I guess. It, it's weird that, like, <laughs> I guess it is so ubiquitous to me that it that it did not occur to me that somebody might be offended by it. Although, you know, thinking about it, like, yeah, why not, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the fact that it's just kind of everywhere, you know, maybe it's unfortunate. Maybe it proves that Americans are insensitive louts. Right. Every one of us. It might. And given that, like I said, the people who are complaining about it are not like drama llamas by any stretch of the imagination yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's you know that's that's why i'm not just dismissing it out of hand <laughs> uh, you know i'm dismissing it carefully right and, and with some some thought like yeah the, i suppose that i could see why you'd be offended but we're, we're just not yeah. what do you guys think the uh, so part of that whole discussion about last week's show and the uh, horrible argument that dominated 20 minutes of the show was uh getting feedback from players like taking advantage of our live format and uh, yep. asking questions of people and allowing them to respond so you know what do you guys think about Irish car bombs I'll tell you one thing it was fucking delicious yeah they're pretty good I've started staying away from them a little bit because what what'll end up happening is that'll be the thing that I will decide after a long night at pranksters like oh sure let's do three Irish car bombs right before going home yeah. you know it's like, oh, this seems like a good idea at the very end of the night. And then it's like, you know, well, I'm I'm already at home and in bed before 
before it really hits me. And then it just hits me in the head all the next day. Yeah. They're pretty tasty, though. That was the thing. Like, I I had the one, and my immediate thought after I did it was, oh, that was great. I want to have another one of those. And uh, it's a good thing that nobody would give me one, so. Yeah. You know, if you do it with, like, not a lot of Jameson in the Baileys, then you can have a lot of them, and it's not really that big of a deal. I don't know. I kind of learned my lesson with the uh, the white Russians that we had at a big Lebowski party back in the day. Oh, yeah. Where I had, like, six of them in you know, maybe two hours. And just something about that much milk curdling in your stomach with that much booze just made me the kind of sick where you can't throw up. All you can do is just sit there and be sick. Huh. I find uh, I find that to be the case when I uh, swallow a bunch of uh, of uh, silly putty. Oh yeah, like where it just clogs up your throat to the point where you can't be sick. You know, you just sort of have to wait. Yeah, Though if you, if you do manage to get some of it up, you get a a, a copy of uh, what whatever's in your stomach. Right. I was gonna say like first you eat a bunch of Sunday comics. Yeah. Or what I like to refer to as a comic Sunday. Where you actually oh. take a sheet of the of the Sunday comics and wrap it around a ball of ice cream, and then fire it down your throat out of a, a cannon. Do you suppose that that's one of the things that they served at that bizarre newspaper comic themed zone at Universal Studios? Ooh, I don't know. That place was weird, though. It was like here's a bunch of things that are themed after Walt <laughs> Kelly's Pogo, <laughs> right? And Beetle Bailey, and like, oh, we should go to the Kathy Cafe. Uh, I saw I saw a post about rape culture yesterday. Uh, it was there was a Wizard of Id, uh, wherein there are three soldiers talking about you know, it's like a two panel comic and the the three soldiers are saying like, all right, so you you two wait on the eastern front to try and head them off if they make an attempt to escape, and then the second panel is it panning out and you see that they're about to go talk to some girls at a bar. Right. And that, that, you know, you know, rape culture. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the some of the commentary. Complete with men making sure the women can't escape. The yeah. fact that women might want to escape implies the men's attention may be unwanted, but the conflation of dating with hunting, battle, or pursuit... Yeah, that's that's reaching. That's reaching real hard. I mean, I feel like it is basically... Uh, <sighs> On on some level, I mean, not to you know, not to get into a serious discussion about this, but on on some level, I like I can't imagine, in general, a woman wanting attention from me. So it is a kind of a, it there is a game involved in convincing a woman that you're worth talking to, right? And that game is often rewarded with consensual sex somewhere down the road. But it is it is nevertheless a, a thing that, as um as a male, you're gonna you're gonna come up with metaphors for, right? That are that are more or less accurate. You know, and it's like just because it's like all right, well, I used a word that you would use if you were describing a war. That means that I'm going to murder uh, children and burn down villages. Or, like, that means the that there's something inherently violent about this. Yeah. This process. Yeah, like, you could look at that 
with a certain set of eyeglasses on and go, well, if these, they mean like if the woman tries to physically escape, then you two guys restrain her. But you gotta throw Occam's razor down on there. It's like, this is a Sunday cartoon, like the safest form of media in the world. And what usually happens in, you know, like the whole wingman scenario is if the woman tries to escape, as in divert her attention before you've spit your game, your job is to distract her by juggling or whatever. See, I think the very notion of a wingman, which is a military metaphor, you know, which is someone who kills your enemies if you can't manage to kill them yourself. No, no, no. I meant wingman like the Hawk warriors in Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they wingmen? They're men with wings. Are they, uh, are, are, you know, you know who would be a good wingman? Brian Blessed. That's true. Okay. Except he would probably end up scoring all of the tale. You gotta be honest there. That's probably true. Because you'd be like, hey, I, I write for an online role-playing game. And he would go, ha ha ha! By Grapthar's hammer! I'm an actor in many films. Mm-hmm. That's probably that is what that is exactly what would happen. I, 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 his voice is so much louder than mine. Mine is more nasal, but That's his true. is louder. You would just have to push that. You know, like your your voice is the the uh, sniper rifle, while his voice is the shotgun. You just got to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what I do want to say? Uh, just just uh, on the subject of uh, controversial bullshit, I am I am super proud of my homeboy Gilbert Gottfried. Oh yeah. Lost that job because he understands what his goddamn real job is, which is to be a comedian. And comedians are going to make jokes about things that are timely, not worry about offending people. I remember seeing in The Aristocrats Gilbert Gottfried getting, like, booed because he made a September 11th joke pretty soon after September 11th. And I was like, right on, homeboy. Right. <clears throat> well, I would say right on Gilbert Gottfried if he had been funny at all. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think that it's impossible to make some funny jokes there, but I don't think anyone would argue that he did. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but at least he was trying. What what got me is that the, the stuff that was posted almost seemed, like, quaint right. in, its, in its mildness. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, I always liked that guy. Ever since, uh... Uh, what movie was he in? The Disney movie? with the, uh, Was it Aladdin? Yeah. Yeah. I think Christopher Moore described him as, like, he said, oh my god, I didn't know that Gilbert Gottfried was the Af was the Affleck duck. Like, he's like the Laurence Olivier of annoying foul. <laughs> and the guy uh. has a niche. Well, not anymore. He's gonna have to find another... Wait, I'm supposed to say niche, otherwise you call me a fag, right? Uh, what? Oh, because instead, instead of saying niche. Niche? niche? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. A bre what is it, a breakfast niche? No, it's that's a nuke. A nuke. Well, I, I say niche and accoutrement. Accoutrement. I say accoutrement, but just to be funny. Yeah, and like, when I find myself having to say oeuvre, because occasionally you got to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, I don't think that really fit into Steven Spielberg's oeuvre. I just kind of go for the... Mm -hmm. Like, clearly I'm not sure how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to do comical French guy. It's au revoir. I oh, wish that right. there was another word for that. 
body of work. Ah. Uh, well, there's like Corpus. Oh yeah, yeah. But you I don't know. know. Be talking that about sounds kind of like corporal, and that reminds me of of like say raping a novel or a movie. Because it's military. Oh right, right. You say corporal, I say punishment. Corporal, punishment, corporal, punishment. <clears throat> clinger. You say corporal, I think clinger. Uh, neither one of us are Freddie Mercury. So if I were to say Coke, would you say, uh, would you say Kane? Uh, no. And if I said John, would you say Wayne? No, is that a, is that a thing? Yeah, Queen, Bicycle. Song. Bicycle Race? Oh. Queen, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, no, I guess I've just never paid attention to the words. I, I can remember the part of the song that you're talking about. Yeah, you say black, I say white, you say shark, I say bite. You, the, 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 you say coke, I say cane, you say John, I say Wayne? Yep. Huh. I'll cue that up for the musical interlude later I on. I wish that I show. understood. Uh, oh, hey, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of music, the, the music that you played leading in, uh, it, that was an acapella band that wasn't singing about its dick or a fart. That's true. Good, good on them. That is one of the... They have kind of a changing lineup. They're from some college. But pretty much they only do covers of popular songs, and and all of them that I have are good. That one's the best of them. I don't think I recognize the song. It was a live song from the album after people started paying... or stopped paying attention to live. Which is what? Uh, people stopped paying attention after... Uh... Uh, throwing Samadhi. copper. Well, yeah, they were throwing copper, and then secret samadhi, where everybody went, huh? And then the distance to here, where everybody went, yeah. I see. Where everybody, they didn't go anywhere because they were just somewhere else to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I heard anything after uh, throwing copper. I really like that album, but everything before was like kind of meh, and everything after was I didn't listen to. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, the Dead Milkmen released a new album like yesterday or the day before. Do they still have their like lead singer at least and songwriter? Yeah, they do. It's all the same. Uh, it, it's the th- it's three of the four original members. They just have yeah. a new bassist because their old bassist killed himself. Like I don't know, seven years ago. And I gotta say, like. No offense to bassists or drummers, but unless the drummer or bassist is also the guy singing and or writing the songs, you can probably switch them out. Yeah, I mean, you know, for every for every Rush or Primus, you know, there are literally 10,000 other bands with... Yeah, like if somebody said, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are touring, but they don't have their original bassist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, which is not to say that, like, I don't know that I believe that, like, Dave Grohl, I don't know that I think that, like, Dave Grohl needed to be awesome to play the drums for Nirvana. Right. You know, but it wasn't like, oh, Nirvana, awesome fucking drums, even though Dave Grohl is, is you know, has proven to be multi-talented and pretty cool. Yeah. Right. It just, his, his role wasn't that important. I don't know. But whoever, who wasn't it the drummer from Rush, the one that wrote all the songs? That I don't know. I was just thinking of uh, Weezer, though. Matt Sharp was the was he the bassist for Weezer, and didn't really get a whole lot of songwriting credit. But boy, did Weezer start to suck balls after he left, and he went on to form a band that's really cool. What band? Uh, the Rentals. 
Wow. Um, so the new Dead Milkman album. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. It, it, no, no, no. It, uh, <laughs> it was not bad. Uh, it. it it's weird. Something so, so so what I did was I, I did this thing that I'd been meaning to do for a long time, which is I just went on Amazon and I bought a couple of the Dead Milkman albums that I had didn't have on CD. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever bought music from Amazon, and I kind of like it. I kind of like that they just give you DRM-free MP3s and they downloaded super fast and like it was you know ten bucks an album, which is totally fine. Yeah, I kind of wish that I had a CD just in case all of the various places where this is stored crash at the same time, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Wouldn't you say, though, that in that case you would be justified in torrenting it? Sure, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, Although, I don't know that it would exist, right? Mm. Like, I happen to look. I don't know, here's the question. Do you think I'm justified in... Like, soul rotation seems to be, like... A weird rarity like there are you can buy it used on amazon for like 50 bucks uh-huh. uh i couldn't find a torrent of it and i my original is like a really really old worn out cassette at this point i don't know i also kind of figured that buying it on amazon they probably get significantly more money than if i bought the cd oh sure from amazon and that you know that makes me feel pretty good um the new one it's very like it is weird and and I I guess listening to the old stuff I'm just so familiar with it that it it doesn't seem weird that they're just like mentioning topical stuff from the 80s mm-hmm. the way that it this one song that's about being obsessed with someone who works at Best Buy and talking about the geek squad and stuff doesn't seems out of place. So to it's me. similar to like the like they might be giants singing about Chucky from Child's Play, versus they might be giants singing about I Love Lucy. Sure, yeah, yeah, I guess. Although, I mean, it's like Chucky was contemporary with them when they started. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little strange. Some, some of it's pretty good, and some of it was kind of forgettable. There wasn't anything on it that was like super fantastic. But thinking back, there's not. In general, Dead Milkman stuff is just pretty even keel quality wise, right? Like it's uh-huh. not. There's not like a lot of hooks and stuff. There's just you know some clever lyrics and and whatever. A lot of songs about death. I feel like more so than usual. Sure. A typical album. You know they're 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 getting up there in years, I guess. This Start is making thinking me. About stuff like that. I'm looking at the track list from Bucky Fellini, which is the only one that I actually owned back in the day, and mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be buying that before the show is out. Is it every that that's one that I played until I wore it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. I remember buying it on uh, on Doc Galactic's recommendation, and you and I sitting in the car and listening to the cassette, thinking like, I don't think this is very good, <laughs> and then it growing on us over time. Like a thing will do. Mm-hmm. What's the new album called? The King in Yellow. King in Yellow. Uh, I just somebody maybe. Oh no, uh, Cole Modi posted it on his Facebook. Ah. So I learned about that that way. Excellent. Uh, anyway, I, you just buy it through some service that they're running. It's not available on Amazon yet or at all. Huh. Oh, we got a handful of the uh, the, the old tweets here. 
Yes. Uh, LeBlanc says, Betrayal at House on the Hill, brilliant game. Cheers for the good fun to the ASIM podcast. Uh, yeah, Betrayal at House on the Hill is fun. You know what else is really fun that I played uh, once uh, on uh, maybe Friday? Is uh, the new game from the Arkham Horror people. Oh, the Mansions of Madness? Yeah. It is... It is... Uh, it's got enough bits uh, that you feel like there's stuff going on, but it's, it's, it's the kind of RP light that Betrayal at House on the Hill is, only it's, uh, I think, a little better balanced than that. It's like, imagine that you took all the pieces of Arkham Horror and then you used, like, 30 of them to make another game. Uh-huh. You know, using using the same basic conceits, but, uh, yeah, it was super fun. I don't know how well it holds up to replay, but the, the notion, like, the, there are these, like, well, this room, uh, the lights go out, and in order to turn the lights back on, you have to solve this puzzle. And then there are these, like, kind of little cardboard puzzles where you are trying to, like, connect two wires from one point to another point, and you get a number of moves equal to your character's intelligence hmm. in trying to figure it out. You know, which it's it's gimmicky, but I think it's gimmicky in kind of a fun way. Yeah, we had a good time. We lost the game. Uh, do one thing that I kind of don't like about it is that it is very much players versus DM. Uh-huh. Um, and we got just raped by Riff uh, because of, like, he might have won anyway, but, like, we got so unlucky on dice rolls that there was just sort of we never had a chance. Uh-huh. Um, you know, which is, which is rough, but you, you want it to be a close game, but not... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You don't want it to be so close that it's just luck of the draw that determines it, right? Right? You want some some skill to be involved. You'd want to trade off in who's the GM too. Do, are those puzzles things that have replayability to them? Then, well, they're random. I mean, the, the, it, like there are a bunch of tiles that are like different configurations of wires, say, and then there's a bunch of different like starter tiles where it's like. It kind of determines the length of the path that you have to solve, and how many and how many pieces you put down, or whatever. Okay. You know, so yeah, they're they're fun. Like, we did two different ones of these like lock puzzles, and they were both like, it was it was neat. Like sitting there trying to figure out, all right, can I do this in four moves, or whatever. Hmm. Um, but it's laid out like the 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 GM basically sets up the house and puts contents in all the rooms in the house. To begin with, and some of them are like, well, you have to go here to find the key that unlocks this room so that you can find the book that explains what's going on over here, you know, and then exploring the the places that aren't locked, you know, you find a better weapon or whatever. Like, it's it's got this real sort of like, I don't know, kind of adventure game feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's pretty neat. I, I can thus far recommend it. Yeah, we have a couple of friends here who have it, so eventually we're going to end up playing it. Do it. <clears throat> Helepolis says, uh, Jarlsberg was an answer in today's crossword under Norwegian Cheese. <laughs> Norwegian, Norwegian Cheese was my favorite Beatles song. It really was. Norwegian Cheese is the name of my Beatles cover band. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, Rockstar2010 <laughs> says, Why can't I have all the money I want? Well, Rockstar 2010, in this year of our Lord 2010, uh, Rockstars don't make enough money because of all the internet piracy. That's true. No uh, no musical recording artist is ever going to make any money. 
Yeah. Uh, the Fring thing says, Notable Magic the Gathering player, the P. Chapin, made a KOL reference in a recent strategy article. A publicizer is he. I like that we live in a world where there are notable Magic the Gathering players. <laughs> right. I, uh, I would like a link to that. Uh, I looked. Uh, there, there's just a link to his Twitter feed, the P. Chapin. But uh, I don't. I, I didn't uh, have a whole lot of time before the show. I, I'd, I'd like to see the article. I want to see what a strategy article for Magic: The Gathering looks like. Actually, uh, Half Void says I have tried and rather enjoyed Godville, a more polished envisioning to progress quest. What are your thoughts on zero-player games? I mean, I think a zero-player game is not a game, right? Right, it's a thing that you look at. Yeah, it's more of a more of a piece of art. Yeah, because if it were a game, it could not be a piece of art. <laughs> so, I'm just I mean, I think Progress Quest is a piece of art that is satirizing games. Sure. You know, sort of satirizing a certain kind of game. Um, but you know, it's it like, yeah, it's that whole thing. Is it is it art if it only evokes? the kind of things that art evokes in a tiny fraction of the people who uh, hear about it or experience it? Is it art if you... Uh, there was that awesome argument about that guy. I don't remember if I... I don't remember if we talked about this on the radio, but there was like a Boing Boing article that was like, public artist jailed in Paris, or I don't even know if it was in Paris. Uh, I don't know where. It was somewhere in Europe. Um, but he was, you know, it was like, it showed a picture of him and one of his pieces of public art was him having drawn a giant cock and balls on a drawbridge. So right. these eight-story cock and balls. Oh, yeah, that was the dude in Russia. Who... Oh, it was in Russia. Okay. Yeah. But the piece of public art that he got thrown in jail for was turning over a bunch of fucking police cars. Oh, really? That's <laughs> like, that is not... How How is this even a debate whether you should go to jail for that? Like, oh, right. check out my art project, and then you murder someone. Like, oh, you can't arrest me, it's art. Uh, but there, there got to be this debate in the forums like drawing a cock and balls on a drawbridge is not art and then somebody was like yes it is everything is art and then it's like but if everything is art then nothing is art Rah. you know which is kind of true and I don't think drawing a cock and balls on a bridge is art I don't think the cock and balls drawn on the bridge is art I think there is a there is art to conceptualizing that and putting it out there maybe I mean, is spray painting a cock and balls on the hood of someone's car art? It is if there's, uh, like, if there's intent. Yeah. Cause if it, your intent is to have somebody wake up and be like, oh, the I mean, cock and balls on my roof. The reason the dude did that was something about, like, he was making some statement about the government, right? Like, the, the bridge pointed at a government building, and that was his, his deal. He was pointing the dick at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it? I, I guess. So, you know, if you have a good reason for spray painting the cock and balls, then yeah, sure. Sorry. Yeah. It, it, it is certainly, like, every time I see somebody with, like, a sticker or whatever that says graffiti is not a crime, <laughs> I, I just want, like... It's the same thing as skateboarding is not a crime. Like, it's not a crime unless you do it and damage somebody's property. Because property damage yeah. is a crime. Yeah, and so is trespassing. Right. And, like, you know, uh, <laughs> but by and large, when skateboarders get in legal trouble, it's for one of those two things, uh, you know. 
right? So you're right. Just or firing not. A gun, firing a gun is not a crime unless you fire it into a crowd of people. I mean, just or not, whenever somebody puts up a sign that says no skateboarding, and you skateboard anyway, you're committing a crime, right? It doesn't matter if, you know, maybe you can argue about whether they have a right, the city has a right to make a public space a no skateboarding space, but you can't argue, you know, just because marijuana shouldn't be illegal doesn't mean that it isn't, somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, just because piracy shouldn't be necessary... You know, just because there should be a structure in place that makes it so you don't have to pirate stuff doesn't mean that pirating it is is legal. Right. Uh, should we dive into these forum questions for a bit before we uh, before we go to Brark? Sure. Oh, Psyche says, "Oh shucks, chick, I'd talk to you in a bar." Well, not a not in a bar. That's not a that's not a uh, that's not a healthy environment. You should never, you should never ever talk to a girl in a bar because she might be drunk, and if she has had even a single drink, any contact with her, no matter how consensual, is rape. Boy, unless you're drunk too, in which case, no, just no. good old-fashioned American fun. Even if. No, I know. I know. Uh, King Stupid says robot thing is cool. Yeah, it was pretty. I was pretty pleased with my robot thing. Yeah, that was neat. What was that's, the that's... impetus? I don't know. I was cleaning the garage, and then I was like, you know, I'm going to go make a robot thing. It's evocative was... of the uh, postcards that you were drawing for a while there. Yeah, I, I kind of lost uh, momentum on that. It's one of those things where I get behind, and the act of catching up seems like so much work. You know, because I want to avoid the temptation to just crank out a bunch of them real quick because I don't think the quality will be very good. <laughs> and that's kind of uh, contrary to the spirit of the thing, right? Like, you want to do one a day, not ten every ten days. Yeah, exactly. And I just never, I never really got into the habit of it. I mean, I'd probably be better off if I just tried to, you know, especially now that, well, and this this is going to seem like a lousy excuse, but it was a lot easier when I was in San Francisco because I actually had, like, a table that I could sit at that was well lit and that I could leave stuff sitting on to do it, and I don't have a space like that mm. at my house. Um, although now I have Advice Hot Dog Studio, which I could easily do that mm. in now that there's this table. It's weird. You'd think that this house, with all of its furniture and its rooms, would have a place where I could sit down, but there's really the kitchen table, and that's it. Yeah. Like, my desk is pretty much entirely computer. should uh, get yourself a drafting table or something. I got that drafting table at the office. Yeah. You should get yourself Stop a drafting used. table at home. Yeah, I should get that drafting table from the office and take it home. The nice thing about a drafting table is you use less gas than with your normal table. Uh, I don't get it. Drafting is like in a car is when you're behind somebody else and you're kind of in their slipstream oh yeah okay okay i was like the the you know the the good thing about a draft horse is that it uses less gas than a car oh well that too the uh you know speaking of the the nx cards the cone flower i was drawn to in a weird way okay keep coming oh, yeah. back to look at it mm. there's something about it that like I was tempted to just go get a tattoo of it. 
<laughs> that's what people keep saying about the plant stuff. Like everybody's like, do more of those line drawings. Those are cool. Uh, plants and shit. And I'm like, ah, those are so much harder than everything else, which is maybe why they're good. Um, I don't know, you know, I was having fun, like, with different methods of, like, drawing, like, cartoon faces and stuff, but, like, those seem like too little work to be worth doing. Mm. Um, they're funny, though. Yeah, okay. Or pretty, mm. you know. I wonder if this is not a project that too much fan response could kill for you. No, I mean, I, I feel like a little bit more fan response, like people bugging me about not doing it, would have helped. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what... I think about it every once in a while, and I get this little twinge of guilt, and then I'm like, ah, I just... Like, it's one of those things where you get behind, and getting behind makes you sort of, you know, bury it under a bunch of shit in your locker, and <laughs> it, I, like... I wonder what that... I wonder what that instinct is. I wonder where that comes from. The thing like, oh, I haven't called my friend in a while, so now I'm embarrassed, and so I'm just not going to call him for another six months. Kind of thing. Like, what is that? What useful purpose could that possibly serve? Because it seems to be a pretty common thing in people. It's just like not taking care of shit. And for no good reason. It's just like the shame of not being responsible for something creates this sort of like irresponsibility feedback loop. Uh huh. Or, or am I just a fuck up? Like, I don't think I'm a fuck up. Like, by and large, things are, things are, you know, I take care of stuff. I work hard. Like I get, I get the job done. But it's like these certain things, you know. It's it, it's just like I don't know. I don't know what it takes to get my ass out of bed in the morning. Maybe I should have started doing the postcards like first thing in the morning. And also, I keep calling them postcards because you keep calling them postcards. They're postcards from the the edge. I feel right. Um. Zarufan1 says, Jake said that he gets tired of answering the same questions over and over again, so I'll ask different ones this time. It's not that I get tired of answering the same questions over and over again, it's that I, we just don't answer them. I Or the answer is always, uh, that will come out when we finish it, or, uh, you know, yes or no. <laughs> the, I, I, I feel like my... I was a little too ranty uh, in that forum thread. I don't actually feel like I was that ranty at all, but I feel like I came across as being a little, I don't know, snider about it than I intended to. Uh, anyway, he says, what's your opinion on the developing Star Wars The Old Republic game? It's supposed to be super epic huge with multiplayer and space fights. Awesome! You know, as far as I'm concerned, the only reasonable criticism that anybody has leveled against it so far is, oh, it's just World of Warcraft, but with Star Wars instead. And if you allowed me to play a game that was World of Warcraft except Star Wars instead, I would be like, fuck, yes, this game is fucking awesome. And I, I don't know, man. There, there is, I, I, you know, I, I spend, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I spend a ton of time, but I, I keep up on a lot of MMO blogs and... In, in the comments, in the sort of like you know uh, thinking uh, MMO blogs, and, and not not so much from the bloggers themselves, but to to some extent, there seems to be this like I, I can't tell exactly what it is. There, there's a bunch of people that don't want to acknowledge that World of Warcraft is a good game, even though they, you know, have spent hundreds or thousands of hours playing and enjoying it. And they burn out and they decide, well. 
it can't be that I burned out on the game. It has to be that the game is bad. And this is a this is a common thing, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about every new MMO is just trying to clone World of Warcraft, but I mean, they kind of don't acknowledge that World of Warcraft was an incremental improvement over EverQuest, but more or less just a clone of it, you know, with no no serious innovation happening. And there are a lot of innovative MMOs out there that aren't very good. And screaming for innovation is sort of like screaming, I want somebody to make a game that is for the exact niche that I occupy. But like the way that you make a mainstream MMO is that you, you know, make it accessible. And Blizzard has learned a lot about how to make an MMO accessible, right? And like maybe there would be other ways to do it. But like everybody's got their pet thing. Everybody's like, stop having you know classes do a classless mmo well except that every classless mmo has like sort of sucked and been really inscrutable and failed right like how do you do that without just having differentiations in players that are pretty much classes yeah exactly because you 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 the more freedom you give to people over the way that they build their character the more likely they are to gimp themselves out of a job, right? Like, and it always boils down to like, okay, well, I've got a million options here, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go, even with like the talent specs, even with the customization that they let you do in World of Warcraft, I'm like, well, you know, I like just picking these and fucking around with them, but I know that I could be like dealing more damage and better in a group if I just went online and looked at the spec that somebody has done all the math to figure out that it does the most damage. Right. Right. And that's, that's just going to happen. Yeah. And he says, uh, also Duke Nukem forever. Awesome. Or lol. Oh, sorry. To answer the previous question, I'm pretty excited about the old Republic. I think that it will probably be fun when it comes out. I think that I will play it for a while. Um, and I think I will enjoy it. You know, I don't know that I will have the same sort of like five year love affair with it that I have with world of Warcraft, but maybe I will. Maybe it will become the game that I pop back into every few months, you know, and occasionally play real seriously for like a week. Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe, or maybe, maybe I'll have two of those. You know, maybe there's enough enough love in my pants for two two of those video games. See, I feel like I'm kind of burnt out on Star Wars because Star Wars has become something that is not for me anymore. I guess. Like, you take take a kid who's, like, ten years old. Star Wars for him, given, you know, normal, not nerdy parents, is Clone Wars. And it's just always been, like, the CG animated stuff, the animated series. And it's been all these stories about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker being best buds kind of palling around the universe. And that's just kind of what it is. Like, 90... 5% of the Star Wars toys that you're going to see anywhere are from that just kind of expanded universe that has happened since the prequels. And that that has no interest for me at all. Like, the prequels didn't have a particularly compelling story. And then putting all of this backstory in between the second and third movie, like, how can I give a shit about that? Like, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia are way more awesome than that, because I was 12 when that came out, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, well, it's a, uh, it, 
the original movies are just, I think, arguably objectively better, right? I think it's, right. I think it is impossible to argue with that, actually. Um, and you know, have you? Did you play Knights of the Old Republic? No. Because I'm just it's... not interested. Like, if you say, "Well, this is a a game where you can play a Jedi in the expanded Star Wars universe," I'll be kind of like, "The expanded Star Wars universe kind of blows." I'm not interested in like running around fucking Coruscant with a lightsaber. I just don't care. Yeah. Well, no. If you don't care, you don't care. Yeah. That's. I'm not I... saying that there's anything wrong with them. Just that, for me personally, when they say it's a new Star Wars thing, I go, yeah, yeah. I mean, would you rather play like say Mass Effect, or do you just not like care about video games? <laughs> I would probably. I mean, that's if, the thing. Like, is it would a would a new would the same game in a non Star Wars property be more interesting to you than? It would be more interesting to me. You're right. And why? Why is that? Do you think? I, I guess just because I've been burned out on the Star Wars brand, it, hmm. it is no longer exciting to me to think about swinging a lightsaber because of what that's turned into. I feel like I've not actually consumed any Star Wars media since the prequels were in the theaters. See, that's the thing. I haven't really either. I haven't watched any of that stuff. It's just like the proliferation of toys and ads and whatnot. Hmm. That I mean, I guess the Star Wars media I consume is Lego sets from the original series. Right. You know, it's my expensive little habit. I actually went looking to buy some of those for our... Whatever my wife's cousin's kid is, his birthday, and I couldn't your, find a, your cousin X removed X removed, and I couldn't find anything from the original series at all. So I ended up buying him some Clone Wars bullshit, and like, yep, it was uh, it it was getting like I I mean I just order them all online now, and like they 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 release like maybe three sets a year or four sets a year, at this point, yeah. um. There's usually they'll usually do like one expensive one and then a handful of, of smaller ones, and I just buy them from Lego.com because because yeah it's it's getting harder to tell them apart uh-huh. uh, based on the packaging you know but just you know they they know how to get me like they send me the catalogs and every once in a while I'm like oh fuck yeah some shit with Admiral Akbar in it I'm buying <laughs> that I just put together the shuttle from Return of the Jedi. It's it's too big to fit on the shelf. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Suspended from the ceiling? I don't know if that would work, actually. Mm. I think it might tear itself apart. It's Sorry. not, like, super fragile, but it's not super sturdy either. Uh, it's made out of Legos, is what you're saying. It is made out of Legos. Let's, uh, let's go get me a beer. Okay. We'll be back in about uh, 15 minutes. No, we don't need 15 minutes for that. We'll be back in 13 minutes. <laughs> and we're back up against the show. Keen. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, to follow up on Fan one's uh, second question uh, about Duke Nukem Forever, awesome or lol, I, I do it, I don't know. I, I like, I... I feel like they needed to finish it just to kind of get it over with, but I don't think it's going to be good. You're not just itching to play it? No, not not at all. It's hard to imagine what it could be that hasn't already been done in one way or another. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's, like, you can pee 
and aim the stream of urine. And somebody said there's a multiplayer uh, woman slapping game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. All Night Diner says the new Duke Nukem game has a multiplayer mode where you can comically slap women in the face. Discuss. Well, I changed my mind. I do want to play it. Look, you don't have to play that. You have the home <clears throat> game. <clears throat> That's true. I'm just walking into a Walmart and comically slapping as many women in the face as I can. Right. And believe me, you can slap a lot of them. Well, each each woman you slap is a lot of woman. <laughs> you slap and it just and it just ripples hypnotically <clears throat> for for minutes. Uh Spice Trader says, I'm not a particular fan of this idea myself, but what do you think of this as a new Mr. Store item? A custom tattoo form, similar to a custom avatar form, except it's for a tattoo rather than an avatar. I I, I don't think that I know enough words to express how much I'm not ever going to do that. Because uh, I fucking hate drawing tattoos, and there's no way I'm going to create a workload for myself every month that involves drawing. Even if we only sold one... I still don't want to do it. Yeah, I would have all of the uh, the fun of the custom avatar form times a thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> Turing says, "Will there ever be a drinking game you can play against Bart Ender?" Naturally, it would be called Bart's Game. <laughs> the consumption Probably text no. says, "WVO Quine for the Black Forest Cake says you dress up like a soldier in his onion head hat." A soldier, not a sultan? Is there a joke I'm not getting here, or is someone mishearing the lyrics to the cake song? I would say misremembering the lyrics to the cake song more than anything. I uh, I, I know that I'm I you know you uh, point this out to me every time, and it's always a big surprise. But I had uh, forgotten. I wrote I wrote a piece of cake and didn't put a cake joke in it. A cake <laughs> lyric. Uh, you want me to fix it for you? Oh sure, yeah. I actually went through. Having said that. Somebody said, oh, there are a bunch that don't. And I said, oh, well, not for long. So I just fixed a, a couple of them, including the Black Forest cake. So part of the thing is I'm going to fix them with uh, misheard cake lyrics, apparently. Oh, good, good. <clears throat> uh, Ottoman Emperor says, have you ever measured ascension in terms of hours of gameplay? Do leaderboard quality runs take the same number of hours as a more casual one? You know, I don't know. Um... Because I wonder if, you know, a run that takes ten times as many turns and days as a run where each turn takes ten times as long, you know? I don't know I don't know how on the curve uh, that actually adds up. Uh, Light Ninja says, say I were to get one of these, and then links to a thing that I'm about to look at. Oh, that Cheshire Cat watch. Right. Uh, from Boing Boing. Cool or pretentious, uh, he says. Uh, you know, it's a Tokyo Flash watch, so... And it's a pocket watch. So it's probably going to be both cool and pretentious. Yeah, I feel like a pocket watch is, is kind of... An pretentious. You know, it's like not a... It's not a thing. It only makes sense if you're wearing a vest so that you can have it in your waist, waistcoat pocket. But then you're also wearing a vest. And then you gotta wear a kilt. Yeah. Goddamn kilts. If there's... If you put anything on your body... So that... And, and in putting it on, you think... When people see this, they're going to think I'm an interesting person. Don't wear that item of clothing or accessory. 
Just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know, covers everything, I, right? I went along. <clears throat> I, I spent a long time like, oh, I'll just do something weird, you know. Like, you know, my, my days with the mohawk. I just wouldn't do that anymore. Because I see somebody with a mohawk and I'm like, you know, that guy has a mohawk instead of a personality. Well, that's weird, though, because Vaginal Blood Fart has both. That's true. But he's he is definitely the guy who actually doesn't give a shit. Right. I mean, he doesn't deserve that generalization, but he still foments it. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I met him in the context of him being like a friend of yours who was a cool guy. Right? And so I, I didn't get to actually experience that prejudice. Right. But I would have. I mean, if I just saw him on the street, I'd be like, yep, that's a guy that I just would not want to talk to. And I don't even know why. You know, like, maybe... And, and I think this probably is just a problem with the whole behavior, is that 90% of the time, it is somebody that I would want to talk to, but I'm so put off by whatever douchey affectation they have. <laughs> you know, like, fake English accent. Like, that, that just... So many douche alarms go off in my head when I hear a fake English accent uh-huh. that I'm just like, I, you know, I don't care. You could be the most interesting motherfucker and you could be, like, about to write me a check for a million dollars. I'm still not going to talk to you. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> there are a couple of guys in my circle of friends that had I met them and prejudged them, I probably wouldn't have been friends with them and that would have been a shame. But, like, there's a guy who randomly drops words in Japanese into his conversation and says, you know, like, Arigato gozaimasu. Mm-hmm. And other things that aren't please and thank you that, you know, maybe other people would know. And that's kind right. of irritating. Does he, does he refer to himself as otaku? He does not. But he has a bunch of t-shirts that are printed in Japanese script, and I'm sure he would explain what they were if you asked him. Yeah, but so, do, but so does Riff, right? Like, Riff goes out wearing a fedora. And <laughs> it's like, I know that I like Riff, but, like, I think if I saw a guy in a fedora and a shirt with, you know, Battle Angel Alita on it and some Japanese characters, I'd just be like, eh, eh. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I like you know. I feel like I'm alienating our listenership a lot. I don't know how <laughs> I how I dodged that bullet, though. I guess I wore a trench coat for a long time, but you know, a trench coat is a coat. It is like a, it's a garment that falls within the normal operating parameters. Yeah, I mean, I guess I like sort of always dressed with a a kind of a deliberate and really comprehensive ignorance of style uh-huh. but I always wore just like a shirt right I mean it was like there's a shirt and some pants and then like I wore like dorky boots but it wasn't like you know elf shoes or some shit yeah, you weren't right? trying like, to be boots guy I was what you weren't you were not trying to be boots guy yeah or bootsy collins yeah. Is Boots is Bootsy Collins a person? Yes. Okay. Uh, Light Ninja also says, regarding the new game, I'm curious if you have a hook of some sort to keep players playing regularly. A couple of radio shows ago, you folks mentioned that one run through the game would not take very long at all, so I'm wondering if there's something similar to Ascension in that game. This game is intended to be played through and completed. Yeah, it's it is It is very much just a single-player game. Um, there, there are, you know, there is going to be a kind of an endless mode in it, that uh, I'm actually excited to design. I'm I'm curious uh, 
about how that's going to work out. But yeah, by and large, it's it's meant to be a game that you you know you play and you can get everything and then you're just done with it. And it's it is really just like a teaser for an MMO using its mechanics and set in its world. Yeah. Um, that hopefully will come out some decade. Um. But yeah, you know we'll probably we'll probably try to port this to the iPad so that we can maybe try to make a little money off of it. Right. Um. You know, because it's it's good. Yeah, it's certainly very good. I, I like it, uh, you know, and it's, there's been, it's weird, you know, it, it's, it's like, I get really myopic in my impressions of whether, like, we're getting enough stuff done as a company, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I forget that we tend to operate in these, like, sort of two or three day bursts of enthusiasm that don't always, you know, mine don't always line up with yours, don't always line up with, with the programmer on the new games or whatever, but, like, there's fucking so much progress this year on the new game. Just thinking about the kind of shape that it was in in the beginning of January, like, it's nuts. Um, there's still a long way to go, you know? It's, uh, like, I, I sometimes feel like I'm the only person with a realistic view of how long these things are actually going to take, and even I, I'm probably being too optimistic. That sounds like me, right? Too optimistic? I'm always, I'm always too optimistic. It's my, my most tragic flaw. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, uh, hopefully by the time you get bored with this game, there will be some sort of a secondary game out that you, because, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of work done that, like, it, like KOL, becomes like kind of a platform for content development, right? So like we could throw some new art in, do a handful of new things, and then do a sequel if we want to. Yeah. Or whatever. You know. The current plan is to do like a PvP focused second one and uh that that I think will be a lot of fun. Uh maybe an asynchronous like a what I've dubbed words with friends with swords and shit. Right. Which I think we should actually call it that. Now that it's Zynga, I don't mind ripping them off. Yeah. We 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 could call it, you know, words with Acquaintances, swords Maybe. with friends. Swords with friends. Uh, uh, yeah. Now back to KOL. Jake mentioned that there will be a change to stat days of some sort coming up. Any chance you could throw some hints slash spoilers our way as to how the new system is going to work? I don't think anybody would mind spoilers unless there was a global event tie-in or some such. Um, I you know, we've been talking about it a lot. I I did a bunch of I wrote a bunch of code today. Um, I don't really. This is another part of the reason why these radio shows are getting sort of difficult. I don't really feel like it's productive to open a dialogue with the player base about a project like this. Um, Because what, what will happen is that there will be a bunch of people who are, like, excited and trust us to make good decisions about things who are silent. And then there will be, like, a bunch of people shitting in our mouths... Right. As we're trying to explain our motivations for things, and and I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't want it to. I don't want it to seem like I've decided that the you know the era of of openness that you all love so much is over. But like, I it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to decide how much to reveal about our thought processes when every everything that gets said gets just kind of leapt on and set on fire, you know. And I don't want to. I, I am really excited about 
this thing and I don't want that enthusiasm stomped on just yet. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. You know, I mean, we're doing some stuff that I think is going to make make casual and slow runs easier and faster and make fast runs more consistent across the calendar and somewhat slower. Um, you know, so that's going to make some people sad and make some people happy and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's, there's enough depth in that, <clears throat> in the content, though, that people aren't going to mind the slight slowing down. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be okay. And I mean, we, you know, We've got people on the dev team whose job it is to tell us what people are going to get pissed off about. And pretty much everybody is on board with this revamp in general. So, you know, there are a few things that are still like little niggling concerns and and, and a few things that we still need to decide how we're going to do them. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to put like a time estimate on it because I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take to beat this into a shape that everybody's satisfied with. And I don't want to I don't want to rush it. There's no urgency with which it needs to be done. Like, there's plenty of other things that we could do, you know, to keep things fresh. Highbulb says, if you were designing KOL from scratch today, how different would it be uh, to the game as it exists now? Highbulb must be British. Oh, yes. His location is, in fact, Hove, UK. Hmm. Or Hoviuk. Hoviuk, North Dakota. H to the Izzo? Um, boy, I don't know. I think I think that if I were designing a game from scratch now, I would I would design systems and I would say, all right, so for this system, this is as high as this number is ever allowed to get and put some sane cap where the math isn't going to break down on, say, plus item drops. And then just say, all right, so to begin with, we're going to have no hats with plus item drops, but we're going to leave 10% of wiggle room for those, right? We're going to have a familiar with plus item drops, but we're going to leave space for there to be a familiar with more plus item drops a year from now, and then one with slightly more plus item drops two years from now, and set up these like kind of tolerances for how big numbers can get, and then never actually get to those numbers, right? Uh Like, brush up against them and then just stop. No more plus item stuff, guys. Sorry. You know, maybe this thing, in order to differentiate it from the hat that has 10% plus items on it, has 10% plus items and half of the maximum plus meat that we're allowed to put on a hat. That said, everything we've ever done that was interesting was a result of us setting up rules and then breaking them. Right. So what we would do is just start with an incredibly restrictive rule set and throw it out the window on the first day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Stupak 2 says, since you never actually answered my question on Thursday, I'll ask again. Favorite thing about the new game? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm so excited that something that was in my head that I was not actually capable of doing myself exists and is a real thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes me happy to have a team of people who are, like, better at what they do than I am at anything that I've done <laughs> with this. And, uh, like have it be like a thing that's coming together um you know i think it's fun i think the art is really cool i like the mini games that we've come up with for stuff i like typing words um the more that i play it the more i just yeah i had a i had a point 
Damn. Was it a good point? Were you going to say something good about it, or were you going to say something critical? No, I was going to say something good about it. And went out the window. What, What I like about it is that there's everything that you see in the game. What I was going to say, the more that I read the backstory that you've written on the wiki, the more I see these things that were just kind of items in this game world, like maybe things that adhere to tropes that we're familiar with, but knowing that there's all of this reasoning to tie it together and how we can exploit that in future titles, that makes me really, really happy. Like, that is some cool shit that people are going to go, oh, so that's why that guy was like that in the other game. Yeah, I mean, my my hope is that what what, what I'm doing with all this is creating something where once we do the MMO and people are familiar with it, they will, like, go back and see the beginnings of this and think, oh, wow, they, they were, like, thinking about this even then. Yeah. You know, that that makes me happy. The idea that... Yeah, I don't know. At, world building is, is fun. That's hard. You know, I mean, we're, we're like... You know, we're going to be doing a lot of arguing about stuff. Right. Like you know, what things belong and how things need to work and how much we need to explain things, like how much we need to know stuff and how much we need to, to share with the players and, and, and all that stuff. And I think we all have pretty different ideas about the answers sure. to a lot of those questions, you know? Uh, well, we have, like, me on one extreme, I feel, and uh, Hot Stuff on the other and you in the middle. Yeah, that's that's pretty typical of our process. Where I'm like, you know, for example, just, you know, well, wizard staves glow green when you use them because that looks cool would be mine and his would be well okay but why is it green like what is it about the nature of that magic that makes it green i mean we could say that it has something to do with their summoning energy from the earth you know the earth is green so that that would kind of make sense but or should it be different colors for like if they're doing a hurting spell or a healing spell or should we (laughs) And you need right, to have and I think, that, and I right? think somewhere, somewhere in the middle of that is like, yes, it should look cool, but people will appreciate it even if they don't notice it, that like, oh, this thing glows green, that must mean that it, it is going to work well with my earth wizard and not so good with my fire wizard or whatever. Right. You know, like, so yeah, I mean, it's, anyway. That's Serendipitously, says Stupag, also, uh, I found a list of laws and how much they cost per life saved. Yay, data. The post list a few of the original paper has 500. I'm going to look at that later, but not now. <laughs> Uh, some of the Postomancer skills should be renamed, says Zion Ravescene, which is still just, like, my, my favorite name. <laughs> yeah. For example, take the skills named Cannelloni Cannon and Cannelloni Cocoon and Spirit of Ravioli and Spirit of Rigatoni. I mean, you wouldn't want to get the two mixed up when it comes to making one of the skills permanent, would you? Also, how can Ravioli be used as shurikens and as a means to improve HP, unless you were a particularly good cook? Well, so Ravioli shurikens weren't there in the beginning, right? Like, p- the Postomancer spells... And I remember, I remember when I changed these, thinking, like, uh, you know, I hope this doesn't bother people. But then I'm like, Wait, why the fuck would this bother people? Like, I should have just done this the first moment that I wanted to. Because, you know, their, their original ones were like Ray of something and Cone of something. Yeah. And it was like, well, why couldn't these be pasta? And I, by the time I decided to make their attack spells pasta-themed, I had already... Uh, used up a lot of the good pastas there are not really good names for these i think one of them was like i'd I'd mixed up cannelloni and cannoli right but also i mean a big tube is both something that you could shoot and something that you could get inside and wrap yourself up in of course 
and you know the the second question there about the shurikens is kind of like saying how could this scalpel both wound you and help you get better how can you fucking heal somebody with a knife yeah okay good good (laughs) there you go Let me get this straight. If you take a little bit of this chemical, it makes you feel better. But if you take a lot of it, it's poison. Who's going to buy that? You're talking about uh, whiskey, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I do. I do agree with you that. Uh, but I'm sure that the, we could look at like now that there's Wikipedia in the world, we could look at a list of pasta and maybe come up with some new names for those. Yeah, we, yeah, we can. I mean, it, like, I, believe me, I've spent some time looking at the list of pasta. The, I think list of pasta and list of uh, list of fish common names. Oh yeah, like, true. <laughs> <laughs> false brochula. <laughs> I really want, I really want to put a false brochula somewhere in the sea just so that you can make your frat boy vampire jokes. <laughs> um. Yeah, it just yeah, makes listen. me want to, to lead a like years long campaign of false brochula awareness so that people know what that fish is enough that more people would get that joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh and the same thing with a lot of pasta, right? Like there's really not a lot of like if you go to the grocery store, they have like maybe a dozen kinds of pasta if it's a fancy grocery store. Like, there is not a lot of recognizable pasta, and especially there's not a lot of like you know, we're big on alliteration. What I will do, though, is I will acknowledge that it sucks that there are so many skills with similar names that do dramatically different things uh, when it comes to perming them. In the new Valhalla, perming skills will not be just a drop-down with the text name of the skill. You will actually be able to click on them for a description of what they do. Oh. Um, so that that is going to be addressed. Um, it's fun rewriting these fundamental things. You're putting the fun in fundamental things. I am. I'm trying to put the things in it. Yeah, I know. Actually, you bring the fun and I'll bring the mental. Hoo-yah. W.V. O'Quine says, I think spirit of ravioli should be called durability. Uh, uh, I was thinking lantern jaw myself, said Zion Ravesine, but I, uh, you know... I, you I, I get... I'm, I get... I know that that's a pasta joke because you're... You're talking about it in the context of it being a pasta joke. Uh, but I, what the fuck is Lanterna? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I think we Just should, uh, what... as a tribute to one of our hardest working dev members, we should put Jamali in there. Unless there's already a Jamali spell I'm not thinking about. Isn't there? I guess there's not. What kind of pasta is Jamali? Is it like Springs? Is it like Fusilli? It's uh, little DNA strands. Oh, okay. Two two strings of pasta twisted around each other. It's not physically DNA strands unless you get mine with the special sauce. Oh, I see. Because your blood, you use blood. Yeah. Well, it's not. Okay, semen. <laughs> Dornjen says, with the knob revamp, the avatar for wearing the knob goblin elite guard outfit wasn't updated. Was this an oversight? Yes, actually, it was. That one was like not only like gross art that I don't like, but it was also edited. It like it was like compressed in a way that I don't compress stuff anymore. Like squeezed all shitty. Uh, Erd Lork says, here's my question. 
Is it due to being in the high-functioning autistic spectrum that you can't pronounce my name correctly, Zach fucking Johnson? Maybe this is my severe alcoholism talking, but fuck you, Zach Johnson. Not Jick. Jick doesn't even fucking exist. I love your game, I give you money, I recommend you to everyone, and have been doing that for two and a half years, and all I ask is that you pronounce my fucking name correctly. I'm going to Europe for a week, I leave in an hour. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll be greeted with the sweet release of death. Um. Jesus. Yeah, man. What's wrong with Eric? How is it? Uh, is there a, a pronunciation that we're supposed to? Be I think using? it's just supposed to be Eric. I don't. I don't know. He he's told me, but the thing is, when you make a big deal about me pronouncing your name correctly, you become Vlam Slamshank. You yeah. know, like that's just how we roll. It's joke. It's it's joke. Is joke. Is joke out of love. Love joke. A slurp says, why are city names in Massachusetts so fucked up? I don't know, is gay head in Massachusetts? <laughs> well, uh, not since Hot Stuff moved. Oh, they, uh, they, they changed the name of it, but <laughs> Nightmare sent me a postcard from gay head that still, that still said gay head. That's uh, <laughs> so great. Isn't Massachusetts all like Chappamawittick and Frinnamaflagget and... Yeah, and Boston. Passamaquoddy. And then there's all those, you know, Cambridge. There's, uh, uh, I don't know, there's New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Yeah, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I live in Minnesota, where we have Minnesota, Minnetonka, Minnetrista, Minnehaha. There's like Texarkana. And something called Wyzetta, which is spelled Wayzata, but pronounced Wyzetta. There's a place, uh, there's a city in uh, Arizona called, uh, like, tw- uh, Twin Arrows or something. Yeah. There's, where's that place, Why? There's a city that's just Y with a question mark. And surprise. <clears throat> yeah. There's Hope, which, if you've driven through Hope, is apparently they were naming cities after the one, like, feature that the town lacked. The thing that you should abandon all of, ye who enter here. <laughs> right. It's like, this town is called Horse, because there aren't any. Slurp continues, (laughs) welcome to full set of teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather have a Peabody or a Braintree? I don't know what a Braintree is. Are Peabody and Braintree cities in Massachusetts? I would just say, I I wouldn't want a Braintree because I wouldn't want to not be able to say, like, quit asking me to do smart stuff. Brains don't go on trees, you know? Uh, Mr. Crack says, how would an American know to pronounce, and then he lists something in the IPA. Uh, to be fair, it is a sound which does not exist in English. I mean, is it like Erich? Does it end in a, does it end in that, like, glottal stop that I can't actually do because, you know, for the same reason that many Asians can't hear the difference between L and R or produce it, you know? To be unfair, their education system is pretty crappy when it comes to foreign languages. It is. I wish that that was better. You know? It's a palatal fricative, which is... Palatal fricative? Palatal fricative, so it's that... It's like back back in the throat, though. Eric. Like on your... uh... Eric. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can put it it in the middle of a word like rauchen, but it doesn't sound right to me, so it probably doesn't sound right to somebody who speaks a language with that sound in it. What do you think about about uh, foreign language education here. 
It's, do, uh, do, it's piss poor. Like, I mean, in England, does the average graduate of a school in England speak a language in addition to English? I don't know that they do. Not in the same way that they do in, like, say, the Netherlands. Because they, they I mean, will do two or three. I mean, what's crazy yeah. about our school system is you have kids that come in speaking both Spanish and English, and then, because this is America, we don't speak no Spanish language in here, so you have English-only classrooms where they're not permitted to speak Spanish. And then, around about high school, after that part of your brain that gets language really easily is done, then they try to get them to fucking speak Spanish again. So that's... It's madness. I mean, I... I can understand from the perspective, and you know, let, let's let's just open another political can of worms. But like the English only thing, I can imagine, and I'm not saying that this is where this came from, but I can certainly imagine a non-bigoted stance for that to come from, because like sure. we don't have enough teachers, we don't have enough classrooms, right? There are too many people. There's too much. There 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 are too many pressures on a limited amount of time for teachers and from that perspective i could understand like i don't feel like in most civilized places in the world like well-designed education systems have multiple native languages being spoken in the same classroom because i feel like it's just kind of confusing and half of what goes on is a waste of somebody's time right but they do teach everybody other languages starting at the beginning of their education Sure. Which is something that we should do. Like, ideally, I feel like we should be teaching everybody Spanish and English. But there's a huge contingent of our country that feels like Spanish is the language of second-class citizens or illegal immigrants. Like, it's an undesirable language. So you shouldn't teach it to them until they're in high school, and then you try and teach it to them. I don't know. Part of that is just that we as a country are more interested in saving billionaires tax dollars than in educating our children that's kind of a thing that is happening now so like we talk about education but we really don't give a shit about it in this country well it's impossible to get any i mean only old people vote right and old people don't give a fuck right about schools right i mean it's i I don't, I don't know that – I think you might have presented a false dichotomy just then, right? Like sure. I, I don't I don't think that the country as a whole has somehow made this choice. So it's like, well, we've got this seesaw and on one side is tax cuts for billionaires and on the other side is educating our children. Well, that's what's happening right now though. There are, there are budget cuts going through Congress that involve a whole lot of cutting to education because of the unwillingness to roll back the – Bush era tax cuts on the wealthiest 2% of America. So in a very real sense, they're saying it is more important for these people not to pay more taxes than it is for us to have this money to educate these people. Like, that is absolutely happening right now. All right. I'm an angry liberal. Hey, uh, it it was 9.45 when we started arguing about that, so we have to change the subject or we'll have taking up the entire show with it. Taking up the entire show. Uh, the champion says, Pop quiz, how many characters in my Forbes signature do you guys recognize? Uh, zero out of zero, because I have Sigs turned off. Right. Uh, he's um, got... I recognize the crazy dude from uh, Plants vs. Zombies, the guy who runs the store. And Emperor Cusco from The Emperor's New Groove. That's about it. 
Um, <clears throat> I'm curious though. Like, I feel like once a kid is in school, the argument about like easy language acquisition is not. Like, I feel like you're done with that. Like, I feel like that's like age three. Yeah, like a five-year-old can more readily pick up a foreign language. Like, even my sister who was ten when they went to Russia learned Russian pretty readily in a way that people who were 16 didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's... I, uh, Blister Guy says, How do you go about following on from a successful item of the month? Do you feel like you've jumped the shark? Is there a serious effort to just block out last month's item and get on with it? Speaking only for myself, I think we did really well with this and this was really successful, so it's okay if this next one doesn't do quite as well. Yeah, I mean, it should, like, you know, the goal is, and we have to talk about this on Wednesday, the goal is for this one to be, like, simple and not a whole lot of work because we're still not done with this one. Like, there is still shit wrong with it that, that is taking up a lot of C.D. Moyer's time to fix and stuff. And we, you know, we, we had fully intended to release an expansion mid-month, and then, I don't know, like, I felt, I feel like we were all sort of listless last week. Like, yeah. that should have been a week where some shit got done, and I was, I failed to provide any direction. Uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the office this past week, because Jess was working from, like, 7 in the morning. Like, she was waking up at 5.45, so even if... So the time you did spend in the office, you, you, you had to do some quality masturbating. Yeah, and sleeping at the same time. Cool. Uh, I don't know why a successful item of the month would make us feel like we've jumped the shark. Like, oh yeah, jumping the shark. That's when you do something so awesome that you'll never be able to... <laughs> right. Like... Uh, Lieutenant Kilroy says, more shirt items of the month? Grimacide gown is obnoxious. Sugar, sugar summoning and flaming pink shirts carry a fairly hefty price tag, and hippo skin poncho is pretty poor. Foldables? More summonables? Something? I understand it wouldn't be wise to make a shirt that didn't work as at least a few other things, but summer is coming, and I'm worried about getting my back all sunburned. Hey. Uh, There's no sun in the Kingdom of Loathing. It's one of our running gags. Yeah, except for the points where there's sun. Exactly. I feel like you probably wrote the first reference to the sun... In the shore. That's in distant lands. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the moons can be out during the day. You know, I was uh, I was all excited to see some giant-ass moon. Uh, and then it was like, eh, you know. I would not have noticed anything different about this if I hadn't been set up to expect it. I mean, people had been, have been posting pictures of, wow, look how big the friggin' moon is. But I would have believed it if somebody had posted some of those pictures and said this is what the full moon looked like last night because when the moon first comes up and it's like next to a skyscraper it always looks huge yeah I feel like there have been nights when the moon looked way bigger than the moon looked two nights ago or whenever that, that was uh-huh. uh, Benny Lou who says did you guys make brackets if so how are they doing watch any of the NCAA tournament games that's uh, hockey football alright but, oh, American football, though. Not the kind with the trapezoidal ball. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, man. I Basketball is fucking boring, and I cannot imagine ever getting interested in watching basketball. That's weird, because that's one of the few sports that I enjoy watching games of. Really? Yeah, because it's nonstop action. 
It is, but it like <clears throat> so I like I like baseball and I can understand how somebody would like football, but soccer and basketball are two games that I just cannot comprehend. Like there are so few states that the game can be in just from an abstract perspective but that something. I do not find it interesting to think about it at all. Well, like, I don't think that I don't think of basketball as a game that involves a lot of strategy, but it is a game that's kinetic, and it to me is kind of the opposite of soccer, because in soccer people are always running up and down the field, almost scoring, and sometimes not even coming close to scoring for big long stretches of time. So there's to me there's just zero tension, and it's you know it's just a constant case of athletic blue balls. But in basketball they're constantly scoring. Like basketball games, you get scores that like fifty baskets on each side. Right, and I and I I mean basketball makes me wonder like, why is it that when it is player X's turn to start at one end of the court and then run all the way to the other end of the court to try and do something, why does everybody else just run down there to wait for him? Like, it seems like there is. There's like this weird, like, oh, we're just taking turns doing the same thing over and over again. You get one opportunity to try and throw the ball through this hole, and if it doesn't make it, then uh, you better hope one of your teammates catches it so you can try again, because if one of us catches it, it's game over, boy, and we're going to do the same thing going the other direction. Oh. Like, and I know that if you are being a dick, you can simplify anything to, to that point, right? Sure. But, like, I just, I, I just, I do not understand the appeal of it. And like I and I feel like it's not it is not just like a willful oh sports sports are for jocks and douches, like it is it is just a genuine like that is a boring game. I mean it's like see I see it as a game where everyone is constantly ex- performing to the peak of their athletic ability. Well, well sure, like NASCAR, everybody is driving yeah. as fast as they can the entire time, <laughs> right? But it's just, like, fucking boring. It's just, like, the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, it's really not, though. I guess. I mean, I'm curious. If you look at, like, the number of things in, like, a highlights reel on a sports show, like, the number of interesting things that can happen in a baseball game, I feel like is an... Or in in a basketball game, is an order of magnitude lower than the number of interesting things that can happen in a baseball game. Right, like there are no like obscure edge case rules in basketball, I don't think. Right, I mean, there's no like you know, there's no like a ground rule double or whatever. Like, uh, you know, well, it is that, like the opposite of football, where there there are so many rules that somebody is always breaking one of them on every play. In basketball, well, like in football, say. There are so many different things that can happen that you can't have happen to keep the game going. That, you know, and there are rules that have been added because of certain players doing certain things. Like, if you sit and watch a football game with, say, Adam, every couple of minutes or every couple of seconds, he'll say, Oh, they're not allowed to do that. That's dead sides. Or something. Whereas in basketball, it's just kind of run around with the ball, try to score. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, I I think I probably enjoy shooting baskets more than I enjoy any other, like, traditional athletic thing. Right. You know, like, I like playing horse. 
So you would... Uh, you know, I'd probably prefer to play catch than play horse, but... So if the yeah, NCAA was just uh, a, tur- a horse tournament, I don't know, would no, you I watch would, people I wouldn't play wanna, I wouldn't want to watch it. That's the right. thing. Like, I, I, like, I could imagine watching a, a baseball game. And, you know, I sometimes do. I, I, like, I, I won't really watch a baseball game on TV because I feel like the slow pace of baseball lends itself to just way the fuck too many commercials and, like, right. commentators saying things when they don't have anything to say. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'd still go to... And I probably go to uh, one baseball game a year, on average. But it's yeah, I cannot imagine sitting through an entire basketball game. Yeah, different strokes for different dorks. Vasco de Gothmog says it seems like forum complaining is a standard feature of online games, but that the sentiments expressed in forums generally aren't a representative sample of the player base as a whole. Do you think that the negativity that forums seem to bring out in people adversely affect the experiences of players who just look at the forums casually and may not even have an account? Are players exposed to forum complaining less likely to enjoy a, gi- a given bit of content than someone with no priming? I'm not suggesting Orwellian censorship or anything, and the KOL community is much more positive than the community in most games, but I wonder if MMOs in general suffer uh, suffer for having a place where people get together and bitch constantly. Uh, you know, Warhammer Online launched with no official forums, I think, because of that. They, they, may have, they may have capitulated to players demanding it, although where did the players demand it? You know, there is, there are germs of valuable feedback inside the compost, right? More so here than in other places. I mean, we, you know, we, we are fairly draconian in our moderation. Right. Um, and, and I think we are, are better off because of it, but it, we need to do less moderation because I feel like this is a game for smart people, you know? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I wonder sometimes if my life would be better if I just didn't read the forums. Because I do it all the time, and for every one thing that I read in the forums that, like, energizes me and makes me happy, there are ten things that, like, just depress me or make me angry or suck all the joy out of what I'm doing. And my susceptibility to that I think varies a lot depending on my mood in general but like honestly I don't know if the existence of the forums and my having read them has enriched my life and my work on the game Uh, you know I don't know if there's been a net greater than zero on that I'm honestly kind of curious you know and I think anecdote after anecdote comes in that's like well you know, there was that. There, some, somebody sent in a link last time about like somebody starting to sell stuff in some free-to-play PvP game that gave an advantage, and it's like not only were people like people were like super angry about it in the forum, saying "I'll quit if you do this," "Fuck this," "Fuck you guys," "Fuck you assholes," but the people that complained the loudest ended up being the people that spent the most money on this thing, and not only didn't quit, but like especially didn't quit. You know, and it's almost like the person who is the person who cares about a game enough to threaten to rage quit is a person who's never going to leave. Hmm. Um, I feel like we've had a few, though. Yeah, but I feel like for every person who actually rage quits, there's, you know, there are a bunch of people who just silently wander off because they've lost interest, you know? 
Which is really the, the it's like the worst as uh, the worst thing to endure is like people just not giving a shit about you. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, it's uh, I don't think I'm any closer to having like a philosophy about how an online forum for a game operates than I was before I ran a game for eight years. Hmm. But. I think it's about time for us to not be doing a show anymore. What do you think, Mr. Skullhead? I think that's probably for the best. This has uh, been fun. The time has just flown by. I've enjoyed it. It did. There are some shows that I don't want to end. Of course, there are some shows where they end and then eventually we stop talking. But this one ends right now. Uh, we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.